couple of years back I was invited to give a talk at a mission run by the, the CFR priests and brothers there in a city that shall remain nameless. Uh, but it was very interesting because as I was giving the talk I could hear a bit of a, a ruckus outside. There was some noise and a bit of commotion and you know I was giving the talk so I couldn't stop so I just had to stay going. And I saw one of the, the brothers leave <laughs> with one of the priests and uh, he went outside and sorted the situation Okay, and then came back up. So I said to him after, I said, what, what, what happened? What, what was going on there? And he said, oh, just during your talk there, some of the lads from the neighbourhood wanted to play in the backyard. They have kind of a playground, he said, you know, just basketball hoop or whatever it was. Uh, so some of the lads wanted to go and, and play in the, the, the little playground behind the house. So um, they decided to climb up on the wall and break the fence. So there was a, like a metal fence with mesh on it, so they were just swinging off the fence, breaking it, trying to bend it and get in. And I said, what did you do? Well, I said, I went, I went out to them and I said, um, lads, get off the wall. They said, but we want to go playing. And he said, well, why didn't you just ask? I can open the door. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to break in. You don't have to break the wall. You don't have to break the fence. Just ring the doorbell. I will open the door and then you can walk through and go to the playground in the back and it's all good. You don't have to break in. And... I was thinking of that today because when it comes to our, our happiness, we don't have to steal our happiness from God. We don't have to like, take it. We don't have to fall into this trap that the Lord doesn't actually care about the, kind of the ordinary things of our lives, the fun things of our lives, the, the health, the finances, the relationships. There's a, a very real issue out there that we think often that the Lord will take care of the holy stuff. You know, he'll take care of, of uh, make, he'll make sure you can get to Mass. Uh, he'll make sure that there's a good novena close to you. He'll make sure, like, these kind of holy things. But when it comes to the ordinary things of life, God isn't interested. You know, those... Fun, for example. Is God interested in you having fun? In you enjoying life? Like, it was very interesting last night because... We were at, as I said uh, earlier, a Youth 2000 ball. So it's a different kind of a ball to most balls uh, in that uh, it's, 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 great, it's great crack. It's great fun. There's, lo- there's lots of good, good people there. Uh, it's like a, a reunion for, for young Catholic Ireland. So I don't know what I was doing there. But, uh, but, um, and just wonderful people. But then everyone's chatting and talking and, and then you look over at the bar and there's six barmen standing there with their arms folded and nothing going on over there. <laughs> I mean, almost nobody was drinking. Uh, so the, 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 they hadn't been informed, I suppose, that were, it wasn't a wedding reception exactly. Uh, so, but it's just good fun. People having good fun. Then, my goodness, once the music started, there was... Uh, the, the, there was <laughs> the, fl- the floor wasn't half big enough. Like Everyone's out on the dance floor. And another thing which is taking off... Thankfully, in Catholic Ireland, it seems, and many of you will be happy to hear this, uh, is the whole swing dancing thing, or jiving, is actually starting to make a comeback. Which is, wasn't a thing in the 90s. Absolutely not. Remember, some of you might remember line dancing. That was, there was a, a bit of a, with the whole Gareth Brooks era thing. There was a whole, uh, maybe, read, well, it's rediscovery, but we, we, we imported line dancing. And it took off in certain places and did well. But uh, in Catholic Ireland, it seems now that, that that jiving 
and uh, that kind of more traditional dancing, if you will, is actually taken off. And what's great is, it's actually fantastic to see a fella walk over and ask a girl for a dance with no strings attached. Because you can actually ask a girl for a dance, and it just means a dance. And they do the swingy thing in the... You know, and, uh, and, it's, and it's great. And it's great. Like, see, uh, uh, maybe like, see, I, I'm stuck in this kind of middle generation where my parents and all that, you had, some, some of you had that dancing thing that you could do in order to get to know people. It's called socializing. It's, it's healthy and natural and normal. That's a very you know, good way of having a chat with someone. Okay, my generation, we dropped all of that. And then we just had to bounce up in the air with the one finger. And, like, that's all we had. So then asking a girl to dance had all sorts of strings attached. And, and there was no kind of healthy way of just talking, you know? So now this, this is, is being brought back. And I think, I think there's, there's good reason for that. Because, see, the Lord does actually want to take care or help us, even with the fun parts of our lives. Even with the fun. So we've, we've been created for labor, for love, and for leisure. For all three. For labor, God has created us to work. He doesn't want us living in a, in, in a paradise here on earth in, to, to such a degree that we just sit around and do nothing all day. That leads to laziness. It also leads to uh, a desperate self sense of uh, uselessness at the end of the day. If you do nothing, and then at the end of the day you've just, you have nothing to show for, for your 12 hours of consciousness. You just didn't do anything. That's not good, especially for a man's heart. That's really not good because it, it leads very quickly to a sense of purposelessness. What, what am I here for? What do I do? So we need to, labor is good. Work is, is, is necessary. Even the Lord says in, in Genesis, you know, till the ground. Work for a living. Okay, so labor, we're created for that. Fairly straightforward. We're also created for love. That even though we're created for, for, for labor, we're created to work, but not only. Our work should serve those we love. So now I'm not just working, I'm not just digging the soil for the sake of digging the soil. I'm just digging the soil so that my kids can go to school, that they can have something to eat, that, they can, you know, that we can have a nice little trip off to Ballybunion. Uh, on occasion, you know. So I don't just work, that's where communism slips up, where the person exists as part of this system to work, and you're only as valuable as, as much as you, as you can contribute to society. If you can't work or do something like that, then you're no good, you have no purpose. That's not what we believe. We believe that working serves other things. It serves the building up of virtue. It also serves love. And then there's the last one, leisure. We've been created also for leisure. We've been created, in maybe more simple terms, created to have fun. God has no problem at all with us dancing, especially if we dance well. Right? He has no problem at all with people having fun. He actually wants us to enjoy creation and enjoy good company and enjoy good food and enjoy a little wine on occasion, a little... Uh, he, like, he has no problem with us enjoying these things. He has created us for leisure. Okay, but what, where the enemy has been very successful is in telling us that the Lord has, maybe has created us for these things, maybe, but he won't take care of any of them. He won't assist us or help us in any of them. So you've been created for work, but best of luck, off you go. Go work. You've been created for love, well, yeah, okay, I hope you find someone. Been created for leisure, well... That's your thing. I'll step out of this. 
instead of understanding God as a loving father who wants to take care of us, and again, if you think of your, your children, imagine if children have to steal from their parents. I know, and stealing is wrong anyway, but stealing from your parents, there's something a little worse about that, isn't there? If you just steal, like, go over to your mom's handbag, like, and just, you know, just... Like, there's something worse about stealing from your own parents. Don't get me wrong, stealing from anyone is wrong. But if we have to steal from our parents, something has gone wrong. Something is very, very wrong there. In Genesis, we read how God creates everything good and creates everything beautiful and provides for every need of Adam and Eve. They, they, they lacked nothing. They had food aplenty. All that existed was theirs. Every fruit-bearing plant, tree, bush was all theirs. So I often ask when I, when I give retreats, I ask the, the, the students, were Adam and Eve hungry? And sometimes they say, yes. Well, they, they weren't. They weren't. Right? All that existed was theirs. Maybe even broccoli. Why they would choose to eat broccoli, I have no idea. But the, uh, the, all that existed was theirs. So they weren't hungry. So then when the serpent comes and tempts them with the, or tempts Eve with the fruit, it, she wasn't hungry. It's not like she was starving because God didn't provide. And then Satan comes along, offers her an apple, and she goes, well, I'm so hungry. Please, sir, can I have some more? Uh, you know, that wasn't, that's not the story. The temptation wasn't, are you hungry? Here's food. Temptation was, if you eat this fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods. So I'm offering you power. I'm offering you independence, autonomy. You don't need God. And he won't provide for you anyway. He won't take care of your happiness. He won't take care of your joy. All those kind of things you have to sort for yourself. And best of luck. So the, the, the original temptation there is that God isn't good that God isn't father, that God isn't loving, that God won't take care of you. So imagine like any of your children, any of your parents here, like if, if your children believed that about you. You know, I'm hungry, but I can't ask mam or dad. I'll just take care of myself, I suppose, and they're scrummaging around on the floor for crumbs. You know, and you'd be kind of offended as a parent. Like, Why didn't you just ask me? I'd make you a sandwich. I'll take care of you. Just, I didn't know, sorry, I didn't know you're hungry. Just, just ask. I'll take care of you. Come to me. It's okay. And I might even get you some ice cream. Entirely unnecessary, but just because you enjoy it. I'll take care of all the kids are smiling today. Oh, you have something to use now when you go home. Father Patrick said, you have to give me ice cream. <laughs> you know, but it's just that the Lord will take care also of the, the kind of unnecessary things, but just fun things. So now us as adults, like, do I believe that? Do I believe the Lord will take care also of the things that will make me happy? I think very often we think that the Lord isn't interested in those things. Today in our gospel, the leper comes to Jesus and says, if you want to, if you want to, you can cure me. And what's Jesus' answer like? What does he say? I'm, I'm busy. Can you get in the queue there, please? What does he say? He says, of course I want to. Be cured. Of course I want to. So when you come to the Lord and you know, you, you've got things that maybe don't seem important in the grand scheme of the universe. Maybe you're a bit lonely. Maybe you feel isolated. Maybe a job situation hasn't worked out well. Maybe there are problems with colleagues at work. Maybe there are 
you know, minor health issues. The big things we hopefully, hopefully we do believe the Lord will take care of the bigger things. But when it comes to the smaller things, do we believe he'll take care of them? Do I? Do you? Because if we don't, if we don't believe that God will take care of them, we'll find ourselves doing the same thing as Adam and Eve. Grasping. We'll be grasping for our happiness. And we try to fill it with something. Fill it with some addiction. Fill it with some relationship. Fill it with something new. Fill it with something I can find on the internet. Some, some distraction. Fill it, just fill it with something. And we're grasping and grasping and grasping. And even in a relationship. If you're in a relationship and, and grasping onto that person for fulfillment and for happiness. And we have an expectation of them that they could never fill. And we're just grasping onto this relationship. Just, Please, someone, love me or love me the way I want to be loved. And it's just grasping, grasping. And you find yourself just, just desperately, desperately clawing after fulfillment and peace and happiness. These things that the Lord wants to give us for free. So it's like it's, it's an interesting, interesting reflection for, for each one of us individually. You know, when I have an issue, when I, I, I feel a kind of an emptiness or, or a loss, which happens to us all, do I go to the Lord? Do I? Do I go to him? Do I? Is he my first port of call? I must say for myself, often he isn't. Uh, if, if things are difficult or challenging, I like to work. I'll go do something. I'll go you know, fill, fill the gap with, with busyness. The Lord knows there is always enough to do here. So when, when there's a bit of a, bit of a, you know, a, a, bit of a low point... I'll go work. I'll go do something. I'll go. Cut, I'd love to cut grass. I would love. To, I, I, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a true example. I would love to cut grass more than I do, but uh, I'll just catch up on some office work. So my first protocol wouldn't necessarily be to come to the Lord, and He's only ten yards from my office. All I have to do is walk down the corridor and sit where you are, and here we are, in the presence of the Lord. Do I come? Do I come to Him? Not often enough, no. Not, sorry for the public confession here, but you, you, can, you, can, you can absolve me later. Uh, but like, do I come to the Lord in my need? Or do I think I have to take care of it myself? That's another typical idea or temptation for all of us adults, you know, that we're autonomous now and we're grown up mature so we have to take care of ourselves and all aspects of our lives labour, love and leisure I have to take care of those myself and the Lord might you know, at the end of my life see what I've done be kind of proud of me and bring me up into heaven but during my whole life I'm living apart from him instead of saying Lord what are we going to do today what are we going to do today how are you going to take care of my happiness today and look forward to seeing the Lord's providence in your day. Imagine, imagine living that way. Imagine like waking up in the morning going, the Lord's going to take care of me today and I can't wait to see how. It's going to be, cra- it's going to be class. It's going to be epic. How, Lord, are you going to take care of me? You know, and then we're, we're working together and walking together and I live my life through him, with him and in him. And the Lord's going to surprise me. Surpri- imagine being surprised like, surprised by the Lord all the time at how he's provided for things. It's a great way to live. With that absolute confidence, you know? Because if we come to the Lord and say, Lord, if you want to, you can make me happy. What will he say? Of course I want to. Of course I want to make you happy. So we ask the Lord today for that spirit of, of 
just confidence, trust in the Lord's providence. That he'll take care of not just the, the, the very, very serious things, and hopefully we believe that much, but he'll take care also of, of the other aspects of your lives, the, 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 the lulls, the low periods, the isolation, the, the, the loneliness. Sometimes we have to grieve uh, maybe a previous job or grieve a, a, a relationship or a friendship or these things that change in our lives. And at times the, that change affords us a, yeah, a time of grief. You have to, things have changed. And maybe even for some people like to grieve their youth. My youth has got my dancing days are over. And to let go of that. To let go of some of the ideas or plans that you had that now you discover maybe they're not the best, maybe they're not, the, maybe they're not true. Maybe, they're, maybe I won't find true happiness in that. But then to be excited about how the Lord is going to show his love for you today and to have eyes to see it. If you want to, he said, you can cure me. Feeling sorry for him. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Of course I want to, he said. Be cured. And the leprosy left him at once. And he was cured. Amen.